Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to this. Oh, man, such a good episode of Stay Grounded with my new friend, dear friend, Mr. Mike Waring. So Mike is just one of the more inspiring human beings that I've had a chance to be around. He met him in Nosara. We were in a, a healing ceremony together and the man is 69 years old and just full of life. I mean, this was like, you know, I met him a while ago and I don't know if you guys have been tuning in to stay grounded. Like you've heard me talk about just me meeting a lot of like 70, 70 plus year old guys that are just full of life and enthusiasm. Well, Mike is one of them and Mike's entrepreneur, his family runs and started the oldest gym in America. So fitness has been such a big part of his life for years and we went in so many different directions on this podcast, but I think one of the main themes is just looking back on his life and getting to glean some of the insights and the lessons and the perspectives that have helped him stay so vibrant, stay so connected, stay so inspired, stay so grounded over time. The second I met Mike, I just knew I wanted to be friends with him. And I love learning from not just human beings that you know, have skill sets in or like have mastered their craft, but like people who are living, they're walking the talk. Like that to me is those individuals are the ones I love learning most from because like there's something about, and I bring a lot of people on the show, but I think I've had maybe a handful of guests that have been, you know, in their sixties, seventies, I think even eighties. When I, when I get a chance to, to, to interview individuals who've just lived a lot longer than I have, it's such a gift because I, I, I get to hear true wisdom and lessons from a life well lived. And Mike shared so many perspectives about forgiveness, self-love, self-care, the role that death plays in his life and how he's used it to create more meaning, how he prioritizes inner care, how he stays so vibrant and alive. I mean, there's just so many perspectives and so many inspiring reminders of the power we all have, like of the power we have of the gift we get to give others by being our best. And I just, I love this conversation. I love Mike and I think you guys are going to love him as well. So enjoy it. If you haven't already subscribed to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps, all that means is that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Leave the show a review on any of the podcast apps you listen to. Send me a DM on social media if Anything we said on the episode resonated. I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We're just so grateful that we get to have these conversations. So thank you for giving this this show a voice. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to to share what's true in our hearts. And without further ado, here is the amazing Mr. Mike Waring. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode Stay grounded 
with my main man, Mr. Mike Waring. Welcome to the show. Stoked to be here, Raj. Uh, my first podcast uh, interview and uh, couldn't be happier to be here with you. And we met months ago and it was like, boom, we was there. So I appreciate your... I didn't realize this is your first podcast interview. You didn't mention that before the show. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love that you I, just I, dove I, right in. I'm looking for rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just said yes. That's so great. You've been one of the more inspiring human beings that I've met since coming to Nosara. I still remember the first time we met. We were in a healing experience together, and I remembered just feeling how bright and lively you are. And I mean, you're you're getting close to being seventy, but you act like a like a young thirty year old. Like you've got the energy of a thirty one year old soul. And I'm curious, just to you know, maybe let's start there, like. What's allowed you to stay so vibrant and alive over the years? I'd say good fortune, of course. Good ancestors, good parenting, lots of luck. Um, my father was a very interesting man. He always had a sense of humor and, and always challenged uh, a status quo as, as a mindset, you know, and um, one of his little quirky little humor as you says you're only young once but you can be immature forever mm. and uh so it's that sort of mindset of not really taking to the traditional rules and a saying that i hear people say well how old are you and i never talk about age because i believe people grow old and die because they see other people grow old. it's on the news they say well you're 40 years old you were you, i guess you wear glasses now or they say they, they you challenge the paradigm what it is, and because we do have age, a chronological age, we also have a biological age and a soul age, and it's important that we look at it and see because there's people who are much younger than myself and much poorer health, and uh, so just erase the board, erase the board, and and challenge status quo as we look at it as a society. So yeah, challenge. I love that, and one thing I, I love most, you know, I was kind of reading up on your website before we dove in, you know, you. There's a quote in there like you're, we are a victim to our environments. Mm -hmm. And if it's almost like if the environment is rich with stories about you losing life when you get older or when you, it's like, if that's like what's in your environment, it's going to shape your reality. And so how have you shaped your environment to support a lifestyle that allows you to stay so vibrant? I think for starters and good fortune, it was that I was, uh, I chose a career that was basically a hobby, but it was something I was passionate about. Even to this day, I don't participate so much in the business per se, but I loved what I did. And I, I uh, there was never a sense of apathy. And uh, I always encourage people to find your something you like to do. And I, of course, there's work involved with that. You know, being an entrepreneur is, as you know, there's, you have to be willing to eat some glass. And, uh, mm. uh so there is that, but it's a challenge. I think everything that is worth anything comes with a challenge. So I think digging in, but I think you have to start with a, uh, uh, a something you can tolerate or reimagine having joy. And I was fortunate enough to be in a business that I loved one, but I got to do it with my brothers. Mm, yeah, let's let's talk about that. So the the wearing gym, mm -hmm. first gym in America, the oldest gym in America, oldest gym in America. So some of the ones might have started for before us uh, uh, are no longer in existence. So we 
sustain the, the test of time. Uh, my interesting stories, and uh, uh, you asked earlier, but my grandfather came to this country as an Italian immigrant, and uh, he his last name was William Guerrieri, which is hard to pronounce and it's even harder to spell. So they asked him the name. He says, William Guerrieri. And they said, William Waring? He says, yes. So basically let me in the borders. And uh, he he chose a different name because he knew he'd be more accepted, something a little more traditional. And, uh, and it, it's, you got to come into a, a new country with a new life. And uh, so he figured this is my best opportunity. So Guerrieri is no more. He's now Waring. And he spelt it with an E, which is peculiar in itself. And, uh, and he was actually in a physical culturist in, in the twenties with uh, uh, Charles Atlas and uh, Sigmund Klein, these um, bodybuilders, and they were more burlesque then. It was uh, quite quite interesting. But he was a physical culturist, and then he he was they, there's he was on this cover. My grandfather was on the cover of a 1923 Muscle Builder magazine, and he was just a hardworking man that raised four boys and made something for himself. Yeah. How do you see physical health and some of the other aspects of health bridging together? Right? Like so you you've worked in the physical fitness industry for your entire career. You your family has been in the career. Like how does like emotional health, mental health, spiritual health actually all play into physical health? Oh, you know what? I, I wouldn't dare put a, a a priority on one of them, but they're all interconnected. And the, the physical the part of it is it's beyond kudos for me as far as what I get out of it. And I think what I've seen, how it hasn't enriched others. But if you want to understand something about yourself, you move your body. You know, we've become so domesticated in movement that we've lost so much. And I say that not to, to discredit life what's going on around us, but right. we've got pretty sedate and uh, as a species moving our body is, I'd say very fundamental. And if you don't like moving your body and you don't want to move your body and, you, and you're happy, that's fine too. But I'm, I'm a real advocate of, uh, of, of, uh, getting on the ground and moving your body. I mean, it's my favorite thing about you, dude. Like you, you I go to the gym, you're in there, you're just like foam rolling, you're getting after it. Like, but it, it shows like even, like walking, you know, it's like one of the things I realized coming to Nosaro is how much I walk here, like versus like drive or like, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, we live in Pilata. So it's like a 30 minute walk to here. And like, it's been so magical to just get into the habit of moving body. And it's amazing how much better I feel. Mm. Right. It's like a game changer. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I think of moving your body or exercising as, as a hygiene, just like one would brush your teeth is just, you just do it. You, if you want, you don't want your teeth to fall out, well, maybe take care of them. Our body's the same way. You take care of it. It'll take care of you. And, uh, as a personal philosophy, take care of things that take care of you. And that's uh, your, your mind and your senses, the people around you, uh, uh, your animals, your plants. And how do you take care of your mind? Good question. I play, mm-hmm. I let it be active. I say, I think I'm pretty certain that, uh, it's imperative that we, we constantly learning and growing. So, and for me to learn, I don't, it's not hard for me to do, but, uh, staying humble. Mm. I surf on a very regular basis and I get humbled on a regular basis. And, uh, How does surfing humble you? Just because it's, it's the ocean. It's nature at its finest. 
and if you're not humbled on a regular basis, playing in nature, whether it be the wave or the circumstances, and you know we're not much control of too many things, you know, uh, uh, and and playing in nature is uh, is challenging. Well, it's uh, I love that just that constant reminder that you can't actually control this thing that's so much bigger than you. <laughs> yeah, it's right? vast. It's, I mean, it's yeah. a vast and yeah. what a metaphor, right? For yeah. life in general. Like, I think we tend, I, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I tend to think that I can control an outcome or that I have some type of agency. And that's really, that's a really cute idea until life throws a set of cards at me that throws everything off. And now all of a sudden, like I'm forced to remember that, there's this much grander design of life that's just happening. And I could either ride the wave of that Mm -hmm. or I can try and force Mm -hmm. it. And if I force it, I'm going to fall flat on my face and hurt myself, or I can just accept and surrender. And I think that's a big part of how how is that idea of like surrendering? It's awesome. And you just saying what you just said was uh, the surrendering part, riding the wave, riding the wave of life. When I surf, I I see the parallels and I, I, say to myself, I'm out in immense beauty from the sun rising to the winds, the color of the ocean, the sea life below me. So I get to play in beauty, but I also have to be surrounded with chaos. And to find balance in that chaos, you have to surrender. And sometimes maybe I'm hard on myself because I, maybe I didn't perform on a wave or maybe I stood my feet and fell off and, uh, or maybe I didn't do something. I'm, I'm, particular with myself as best I can, but sooner or later, I'm going to have to surrender mm-hmm. and have to laugh myself and have to enjoy the process and enjoying it with others and, or enjoying it with myself. It's mm. all, all the same, but it's, it's, it's all a form of surrender and acceptance. Were you always good at accepting and surrender yeah. and laughing? Or can you talk about your journey to having more of this mindset? Growing up in a fairly big family, there was, I had three brothers and three sisters. So it was seven children in there. And my father was a hardworking, uh, military guy at first, but we, we lived very simply. And I think right in to my college days, myself and three brothers lived in one room and, and we had all coexist. And, uh, you know, we didn't have much money, but our environment was uh, nothing short of spectacular. And, uh, uh, my journey with my brothers and my sisters were, it was so, I can't even describe it. And to this day, two of them have left us, but my relationship with my remaining family members is uh, powerful. And, mm. uh, but anyhow, we taught each other. We raised each other. My parents were my parents. They're work, working people. And, and as I hung out with my, my brothers and sisters and we survived. And what did you learn from your brothers and sisters that helped you have this mindset? What I'm keying in on is like, I think you operate in a really unique way. Like it's one of the things I noticed about you. Like when we first met, like there's just like a a natural playfulness, a natural curiosity, a natural like surrender that I know most people aren't born with. And I can't imagine it was like, you could have been born with it, but it also feels like you've experienced things in life that have helped you kind of realize that this is the path. 
are there life experiences that you've had that have helped you help shape this sort of mindset of like letting things go of surrendering? And would you be able to share any of those? Yeah, I would say my, your experiences is, is a, is, is a virtue. It's a wisdom and, and, and what you do with it is important. So, but I've taken the time to look in and see and see my inner child and see Mm. what I enjoy and see what I don't enjoy. And, but the learning and growing process is ongoing and you have to, and humility is a big part of that. Growing up, observing my father, who's a powerful man, still to this day, there's a statue of him on the oceanfront in our town because he affected so many people with a, a mindset and a care for other people and how he could serve others. And uh, he was a clown as well, mm-hmm. but he, as a, his child, I observed this immense confidence. He walked around, he exuded confidence, but he also exuded humility. And he would identify with every level of person, whether they're the, the person on the street that, that struggled or, um, it's in famous professional athletes, actors, wherever it was. He didn't, there's no, there's no separation. Yeah. But anyhow, so that's, that's an experience that I got to see at the field and, and be around. So I would chalk a lot of my life up to experiences and up to me to put them in order and make sense of them. So I've been trying to understand them as best I can. Yeah. What have you learned on your spiritual journey? I'm that, that, that you feel has shaped your outlook on life. It's a process and it's still going on. And in the probably when I, I lost a brother, I would say about 20 years ago, I would say a premature death and a uh, mm-hmm. man, I'd maybe look inside and try to make sense of it all. And, um, it, and it did. I started looking myself differently and, and the opportunity that I have and, and the, uh, proper perspectives and, and uh, being egoically individual in a business, you know, I want to survive and, and being an athlete all my life and, and you're trying to win or be successful, trying to please others. And so it's egoically driven. And so, but as a young business person, maybe we get too far to one side success. What is success? And so looking at everything from a different lens was something I started many years ago and, and it's still going on today because I think it's important to myself and others to control our perspective. Yeah. Direct our actions. So I'd love to maybe talk about that a lot too, because I'm a big fan of reflection. I'm a big fan of like looking back on our life and looking at past experiences and trying to glean lessons that can help us shape a more aligned path. Was that the first time when you, when you lost your brother that you really started looking inward and, and what were some of the realizations that you had about yourself or that, that helped actually change the way that you, you lived your life? I would say that moment is so vivid. I can recall that the exact place I was at and, but it, it, to the extent it changed me and my family and, uh, but I'm going to speak primarily for myself was, um, the change of life. You know, I was a young and even my brother at the time, he was so, wanted to look a certain way. He wanted to be a successful guy. He wanted to look a certain part. He, and he was, he was, he was a very successful coach of professional athletes and he was making money at a house on the ocean front and, uh, true happiness wasn't there yet. And I was right there with him. I was super egoic and had my own success in my own sort of way, but it wasn't really the joy that 
I think that is there, and uh, I'm certain of that, actually. So that moment changed my life, but that was just the beginning of the journey. I changed from that point 21 years ago, I believe. And, uh, but the journey since then, if I did, I didn't have that experience, I may have been living status quo. So I look at that as an opportunity. When I lose loved ones to this day, I look, look at it as an opportunity to live more fully mm. instead of say, Oh, that's so sad to happen. No. That's that inspires me to live more fully and live more proper and live with meaning and and how can I affect the people that are around me? So it's opportunities for us. Any kind of any less than perfect situation is an opportunity to grow in a positive way. Mm. Choice. Wow! Thank you so much for sharing that. So you've been on a twenty-one year journey, pretty much. What have you learned on that journey that? If you could distill, let's say, like a big principle that has been shaped for you over the last two decades, just from that experience and looking back on your life, looking at where you are now, like, what do you think is something that stands out? Mm, so much, Raj, so much. I think of most recent connecting with my inner child and, um, and that's who my soul was and who he is now. And where the journey is, and, uh, advocate of not taking this life too seriously, mm-hmm. and uh, so having a sense of humor and lightness and acceptance and surrender, all of the above on a regular basis. And uh, I try to encourage other people to do the same. It's not so easy. I'm very fortunate. I got to have my health. I have a couple bucks in my pocket. And but how can I share? How can I have someone else? How can I change their perspective? And maybe they're in a bad mood that day, or maybe how can I help? How can I serve? I don't know. I, you know, I have to serve myself. We starts with ourselves. We have to have that true love for ourselves, the inner love, that care, that trust, everything A to Z. And then we can start sharing it. And and what I see it the the uh the healing ceremony that I met you in was was people doing work. And I see the world currently in an absolute state of change. People are changing, they're looking inside, they're doing the work, and we're just beginning. We're just beginning. So I'm happy to be part of the game. I'm still in the game of life and I'm, I'm able to still use my body and I, I don't take it for granted. I can use my mind. I do not take it for granted. I, I, uh, I have some things that I still want to do and play with and, and how can I share it with others still remains to be seen. How do you stay inspired as you've gotten older? I think it's staying immature. Mm. It's looking through a child's eyes. I said, God gracious. My experience with, with some of these things that I've, I've challenged myself with, be plant medicines or, yeah. or, uh, <laughs> it, it has given me a, oof, maybe this thing, this thing called life is not so bad. <laughs> yeah. This thing called life. So I, I definitely, I'll say it. I don't want to, I'm happy to be alive, but I believe that if you're afraid of dying, you're afraid of living. So I think, you know, going surfing and challenge yourself or getting on my moto and, or taking a road trip in Costa Rica, there, you're always, there's, it's, we're just of good fortune. And so it takes luck. It takes awarenesses. There's, uh, but at this point in time, living on this plane, 
I'm personally biased to think this is pretty dang on nice. And uh, uh, the next journey, next chapter, I'll find it when I get there. But at this moment, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be living and and, uh, and and helping others. When you talk, I heard you say inner care and self love. What does that look like in practice for you? I do my personal hygiene daily. And uh, it could be breath work. It's, it's like showing up and you know, I don't like, I don't always want to go to the gym. It's like, I didn't always like working, but I always like the paycheck is a dividend. So it's, you get nothing for nothing. And that's, I think that's a, a universal law. You put nothing out there, you get nothing back. And so I'm inspired to do the work. Intrinsic motivation is something, it's another, it's a choice. It's chemically, it can make a difference. You go take a walk, you take a jog, you take an exercise, you do something different. It's a rebirth. It's a victory over procrastination. There's so many reasons to participate. Mm. What are you learning from nature? It's the ultimate teacher. Vastness. Perspective. Another universal law, which you're aware of. All is one, one is all. You know, nature is, whether it be a, a tree or a bird or life. So we're all in this together. And it's just because I'm a human doesn't make I'm, I'm a superior creature by any stretch. So, uh, and, and I happen to be submerged in nature's finest here in, here in Nisara. But yes, yeah, it's, it's my greatest teacher and, and it gives me more truth than the typical narrative. If you, if all medias are, can, are, are biased in so many ways, but the dog you met, there's probably not a lot of bias in, in, in the dog that I met or the cow that I saw, or the horse that I saw or surrounding myself in nature is my, it's my job. It's my responsibility to like my job is to take care of myself. If I take care of myself, I can help take care of others, whether through inspiration or, or actual physical act. If I can open a door or I can, what can I do? How can I help? That is my job. I think living creatures, we're all this together. We need to care for each other. We mm. need to be part of this. And it's happening. People are making conscious decisions and uh, it hasn't always been that way. So I, I, I find it to be a personal responsibility to help. I don't put, make it a burden on myself because it, then it wouldn't be a joy. It's a joy to be able to participate in the game of life of, of learning and growing and serving. Oh man, you're fucking inspiring, Mike. It's so cool to hear the level of conviction that you have with this personal responsibility for self-care and how that ties back into service. And at this stage in your life, what does service mean to you? How does it show up in your life and, and how do you, yeah, like what role does service play in your life at this stage in your, in your- what's well, funny. It's my work ethic has diminished because I've decided or chosen to spend more time with working on myself, but I, I work some where I get to work with people, whether watching them move their bodies or uh, watching their mm. perspective. And I get to share this with them. So I, I have a job and I, I coach people. I coach people whether they move better or, or maybe some, maybe their movement is, is 
predicated on their emotion that they're carrying around when where their perspective is. And, uh, uh, so I, that's what I do, but I enjoy the most when it's, uh, spontaneous and it's uh, something I meet on the street or, or make eye contact and, uh, and you share a smile or you, you're, you ask a question or you engage them. So the inter- interaction of, of, and this being a very diverse population here in Nasara, it makes it fun. I'll tell you one way you, you served me when we were in our experience together. I didn't bring any food. And you're like, I got a thing of trail mix. You want some? And we went out to your car and you got me some trail mix. And you gave me a banana and I was a happy man. It was like, that's the spontaneity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it made my day. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny people. I was somewhere the other day and, uh, and someone served me and I, I gave him extra money and he said, no, no, no. I said, I didn't do that for you. I did that for me. It was my honor to be able to help serve someone. It's not like I'm, it was just anything we can do to share. And again, growing up in a family of, of seven, we shared, we shared everything. We shared everything. And we, we, we had a, a like people wouldn't have napkins. We had a dish towel. We wipe our face. We just throw it around, around the table or share a food, taste this, taste this. And so that's what, I, that's all I know. That's what I enjoy. And, uh, my dogs next to me, I want to share what I got with them. You know, just it's something that I find joy in. It's like all my experiences. If I don't get to share it, you got nothing. You got nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But you you yeah. So it, it, it's our our joy to be able to share. You know, I'm uh, use it as best I can. So it's you know, do it for me selfishly. Yeah, and what a beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like I've always seen giving and receiving to be two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And so when you're giving to somebody else, you feel the nourishment. And then it's like when you're receiving from somebody else, you're letting them have the nourishment. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. this great little infinity loop that just keeps happening. It seems like a common law. Like you, you have to be good at both giving and receiving. Have you, what is your relationship to receiving? Like, you know what? I've had to work on that. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me about that. Well, it's interesting. It was, uh, it was brought to my attention how important it is that I do that because it's, um, it was brought to my attention to, by a lovely friend here in, in Guiones that we share wisdoms. And I said, maybe look inside because that wasn't my, wasn't my best MO to, uh, now my, my mantras in the morning when I do my breath work is to connect with giving and receiving. Hmm. Gratitude or reverence to the almighty universe. And, uh, but I had to emphasize the giving and receiving, the giving and receiving. You can't just be a giver and not be receiving because it's, they're honored because they, like I said, I gave somebody something and he said, no, no, no. And I said, no, I did that for me. And so I have to reciprocate on the receptive part of it. And it's something that I probably work, I need to work on a little better than I do. How are you working on it? I say, I say, yes. I say, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Again, meditation is it's a great concept, great practice. And I just, but I think we all, we all meditate in our awarenesses and when you can meditate in any, many different places, you know, playing, taking a walk. But I take my time in the morning to do my stuff, my breath to look inside. And, uh, it's my practice that I said, this is allocated. I'm a, do this. And, uh, so I think 
And meditation to me is an awareness. What are you do? What are you practicing on? So make myself available to receive, make myself available to give. And the way you're available is to be present and not get down the road and looking for something that you may have to do. So this, you know, the cliche is, is living in the now and uh, it's still extremely relevant. What does living in the now look like in practice for you? Surfing. Mm. Cool. Surfing. Surfing. But even then, you know, I, I heard an instructor, which I really, one of the coaches out there, and I said something to him as well. He was, I've tried to coach people surf. It's a hard, hard thing to do because it's a, it's a foreign ground for a lot of people, but they're out there trying. But he says, he told the person, he said, expand your vision, which I said, oh, makes so much sense. And even in our life, you're expanding your vision. But you have to, when you surf, you have to look at the ocean, look at the horizon. And uh, if you see a, a bump, you start positioning, but it's all expanding your vision. And, and uh, I heard something the other day that's joy or happiness is having a clear horizon. You know, and that's, there's nothing, your horizon's clear. And, and you, you can sit and be in peace and be in now and not worrying about, am I might be late for a plane or, or something I have to do or I need, need to make this much money or we just back her down. Mm. connect with your breath it's probably as, as complete as you're going to get just mm. breathe and enjoy it mm. yeah the breath is an interesting anchor for all of us like I think mm. I remembered a mentor of mine when when he taught he taught me breathing he's like when you feel overwhelmed or stressed like I want you to close your eyes and I want you to watch your breath and I remember when he said that I was like I don't know what he meant, but then I started meditating. I started closing my eyes and I would like watch or imagine or visualize the air, the life, the whatever that is like moving through me. <laughs> and it started getting really, it was like the most powerful way to like connect to that, that connection. It's like all of this is happening all at this time and you're breathing it in. You're breathing in this life force and it's moving through you. And when you can, be in that it's just such an uh, enriching and nourishing and enlivening process but we're so unaware of our breath like we how many breaths do we take a day and how many of them are we actually aware of mm -hmm. how many of them are we actually watching and being present to i mean it, it would change your life if you just actually made it a point to watch your breath consciously Breath is life. Life is breath. There's no really interchanging there. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a common practice for people today. There was, a, but yeah, Wim Hof, Hof really mm -hmm, yeah. did a great job of inspiring breath. And uh, I always thought he, he said something. I, I got his cover page on this one particular book. He said, uh, if I may say it, he said, breathe, motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, it was that simple. It's just because we got, you somebody's in a rant or getting caught up, you just take a breath. You just, just relax. And, uh, and you're, it's a direct line between our central nervous system and, and breathing and we can control it. If you don't want to drink coffee, you can do some breath to kind of increase your, your energy. If you need to sedate yourself, you can change your breath pattern. So it's, again, it's another thing that's available that hasn't always been, what 
crazy, unprecedented times we live in now with communication and information and their greatest minds ever all right at our fingertips. I mean, who doesn't want to take advantage of that? They want to say how horrible life is. No, life is amazing. And I know people struggle and I don't want to discredit that at all. People live so crazy. I just, not everybody's as in fortune. I'm sitting in an air conditioned room with a, with a dear friend and get to communicate ideology when there's, when there's, less than perfect things going on around us all the time. And I, I witness it firsthand on how people live. And, but yeah. one of my inspirations is, is, you know, I have friends that live very simply and live on dirt floors and they're, and they're happy and they, they show up with their families and their friends. And there's, there's no reason for us to be belly aching. It's reason for us to be motivated or inspired to participate as best we can. That inspires me. You know, I'm really connecting to the importance of gratitude mm. and how important it is to just even just take inventory. You're right. We're in a beautiful air conditioned room inside of an office space where I get access to incredible Wi Fi, mm. where I get to stay connected to all my friends and family back home while being here in the jungles. I get to hang out with you, having incredibly nourishing conversations like. And I think at times it's so important to really be grateful, even if there are others out there who don't have what you have, because I find that like the more grateful I am for the things I do have, the more inspired I am to help others. Like it's a, it's when you're not grateful for what you have, it's hard to even see that others are struggling or others are challenged because mm -hmm. you, you don't take inventory for your own that like all you're looking for is like the challenges and the problems and how things can be better and how it's a choice you can make to look at the things you have or the things you have not. And I think that choice is what allows you to step out of the matrix in this constant cycle of more and more and more and more and more back into like, no, I have everything I want right now. I have everything I need right now. It's like, thank you, universe. And if I get more amazing, but with what I have, I can do plenty. Mm -hmm. I think just connecting to that's been a really important practice for me because it is hard when you're, when I look around, I see so many people struggling. Mm -hmm. Like mental health right now is at an all time high. COVID really rocked the boat for humanity. Like it changed everything from the inside out. And, and I think in order to really access kindness for another, we have to, one, learn to be kind to ourselves. But deeper than that, we have to learn to be grateful for the things in our life that allow us to come forth with love for others. And um, I don't know why I just feel like sharing that. Cause no, it's right on time. I appreciate you sharing with me. And it's, it's just another example of the chain letter that we have in front of us. And uh, here you speaking as, as clear and, and from the heart is part of this whole process. And when I saw you in a ceremony, it was a healing ceremony and we were doing the work and, and I see the chain letter you're going to tell, you're going to communicate to others. And if I can help with the process, but this whole movement that's occurring and living in gratitude is just in itself is a, 
be gracious for the the life that we have that ability to breathe that everybody can use their lungs and breathe and, uh, mm. so there's opportunities out there for us and and having gratitude is a in itself an amazing foundation one of my favorite uh lessons we learned from that ceremony actually was around saying a prayer for water every time you drink the water <laughs> every time you jump in the water or touch it and it's been something that stuck with me since i've been here just this this incessant um like there's always opportunities to say thanks. You just have to become aware of it, mm -hmm. right? Like if you become aware of it, then you can start saying thank you. And the more you start practicing saying thank you for the little things, yeah. damn, it's it's hard to not see That's all the things you got yeah, yeah. in your life that you can be yeah. thankful for, like thankful for air, which just happens <laughs> to be free. I don't have to do anything to feel good breathing. I am grateful for water that just happens to quench my thirst i'm grateful it's like there's so many you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's endless when we actually allow ourselves to be thankful well i appreciate you recognize that and yes you're right you're speaking of thankfulness and i went off subject and uh, i thought about another lesson in that particular ceremony was um forgiveness mm. and understanding of of people that don't see things or if someone who's who did something horrible or just a an example a how what caused them to do something or that in reality they don't wake up in the morning say that i'm going to be an asshole they there's something going on how are they raised what went wrong maybe they didn't know what gratitude was maybe they didn't know what love was and we automatically go to judge but if we can start with gratitude and forgiveness just those two things by themselves we're off and running Oh man, I'm so glad you brought up forgiveness. Forgiveness is almost like a daily vitamin. Mm -hmm. It can be. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite mantras that's really been a part of my practice is the Ho'oponopono uh, meditation. Have you heard of it? No. It's an ancient Hawaiian mantra and it goes, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you just keep repeating those four phrases over and over and over again. And you can think about somebody, you can think about something, you can think about yourself. And I, it is like the most powerful cleansing practice. Sometimes I fall in the straight tears, not even sure why I'm crying, because it's like that, that level of surrender, like for, forgiveness takes incredible courage. It takes tremendous levels of courage to forgive others, but it takes an even bigger level of courage to forgive mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. for hurting our loved ones, for not being perfect, for veering off track, for wasting time, for making wrong choices. And, and I think a big part of our path is, as you said, like we're teaching one another, like we're walking each other home in the words of the late Ram Das. And I always love that quote because that's what this is. Like we teach each other how to love. We teach each other how to be grateful. We teach each, like just by being and embodying the oh. example, mm -hmm. impact is not really what you do. It could be a service thing you do, but impact is more being who you are mm -hmm. and allowing others to see the example, to feel the example and to see the light in you so that they can embody it themselves. And I think that's such a big part of this journey. Like we're all doing this together. Like we mm -hmm. cannot do this alone. Mm-mm. Be the change, be the difference, be the situation. Raj, amazing. This has been such a fun episode, man. I um, 
I knew we were just going to have like a really, really, really good, deep, heartfelt conversation. Like I, uh, I just really admire you as a, as a teacher and just the way you live your life. And you got this big smile on your face and it's just bright energy. And it's such a gift to be able to, to share this, this conversation and this space with you and, and having a chance to, to actually peel behind the curtains and get to know you a little better. It's, it's truly an honor. Being the constant student, I've been accused of smiling on a regular basis. And I, I've told you before, I, I smile when I'm confused. And mm-hmm. I, I say, how can I look at things differently? And uh, it's, it's quite interesting how the whole process of learning is so joyous. So joyous. You know, just how does things work in between our, our gratitude and our forgiveness? There's judgment in there as well. And how we, how we can remove the judgment and, and challenge their perspectives. And, uh, but I'm going to go to gratitude to you for being such a huge part of touching people with staying grounded. Mm, thank you, man. It's been quite the journey, almost five years now. Really? And Impressive. almost 270 conversations. I mean, certainly been a dedication it's been the one thing I've been most committed to. And it's been the one thing that's also brought the most fulfillment and joy and connection and learning and gratitude. And it's brought out everything in me. And I'm, it's great. I get to have amazing conversations with humans like you. Like it's such a treat. Like, it's like, what? Like, how did I create this life? Like, it's like, sometimes I'm like pinching myself that I get to like meet people. And then I'm like, my way of getting to know somebody is having them on the show. <laughs> it's funny. I, I just, I'm jumping around, but uh, during COVID there was seen like the arts were put on the sidelines and, and you reflect on the arts of the, from literatures to poems, to music, to all the movies that they're all communication, they're all forms of communication. And, uh, but you have chosen something that inspired you. And so now you're a victim of your environment. And, um, you're, it's, it's, you're, you're, you've created the life. So the arts that we got to, to be indulged with, with the music point, literature, all these things, you're, we, we have the opportunity to create a life. Mm. So the more, time you can spend with yourself or looking outside being curious what do you, and I, I marvel at people that I say what do you want and they can't identify it you may want to start with a concept you get to at least get the first picture of what you want so this the, the vision of what you want your life so we have to create life so we just don't live life we create life mm. you want it to be healthy fulfilled what, what does it look like so i'd love to maybe just ask a question on like for those that have a hard time knowing what they want what words would you have for them oh, good question good question yeah it's a very good question I would look for opportunities to seek this out and uh, I would find out where you're, you know, you put just make yourself available to the universe and, uh, cause the universe will, will talk to you mm. and things come our way. Our meeting was a, was not accidental. This was a universal process. 100%. So if you don't trust in the universal process or don't believe in it, that's fine. I don't have a problem. I believe in it. You run across things, things don't happen by accident. They're really happening for a reason. And so, Make yourself available. It could be a walk, could be something, but make yourself available. It could be a hardship. 
could be a, a, a ceremony. There's opportunities out there. It could be literature, a book that you saw, something you read. I would probably stay clear of most medias for my inspiration, but there, there's opportunities out there. But I, I find more time not people have a hard time identifying what they want. I can't help you. That's not for me to tell you. What do you think I want? I don't, I, that, that's, my father told me a wisdom before he passed. And if I may share it with you, he, he gave me a couple of good ones. But, uh, one in particular, he said, uh, I can't tell you what will make you success, but I'll tell you what will, what will make you a failure. I said, what's that, dad? He says, try to make everybody happy. Mm. You're selling yourself short when you're trying to be a clown and you're trying to just be yourself and be authentic. And, uh, that's what's so refreshing about this, this, uh, conversation is I feel is it's authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're speaking to Mike and I'm speaking with Raj and we're speaking from a part of our souls that is authentic. <clears throat> so it's all the only things required of myself. I think, uh, you know, if I had to distill what you just said, one is being available and open-minded to what the universe has to present for you it could be an opportunity, a thing. It could be anything. And also there's courage, ah. courage to go in that direction. Like if you got like an opportunity or a thing or an invitation or, or maybe you've been staying inside because you're so unsure, it's like, it takes courage to just go mm-hmm. and try something yes. and yeah. be okay with being bad at something yeah, and yeah. be okay with getting out of your shell and just, living and engaging with life because I think life is a really weird thing. Life is always happening. But with something that I found from my own journey is like when we engage with life, it starts to engage back. It's like, she's dancing with you and I'm a masculine, you know, I'm a man. It's like, I like to think of life as this feminine energy. That's just always happening, always alive, always just singing and dancing and giving us all these chances to play, but we got to take the lead. We got to be the ones to like, answer the call, mm-hmm. right? Like if she, there's gotta be this, like you've got to engage with her yeah. in some way. Otherwise you miss the spark, that spark of that spark that keeps you young yeah. and vibrant yeah. and connected and alive. Yeah. Stay in the game. Stay in the game. Yeah. <laughs> play. Yeah. You got to turn play, you know, it's like, you know, actually doing something with that humor. The guy said, he wanted to have help from higher powers to win the lottery and, and he just wanted to win the lottery and finally they said, just do me a favor, meet me halfway. So go buy a ticket. You have to participate. And, uh, yeah, sitting on the sidelines is not optimal. You know, you might get fortunate, but more, not, more chance than not that you're engaged in, uh, in life itself and make yourself available and, and say, that goes back to never get more. You only get what you give. And uh, if you want more love and they go spread some more love. Mm. Mike, this has been like one of my favorite conversations I've had, brother. Thank you for just being so authentic and true. I'm so glad this is your first podcast. This is like, you crushed it. You absolutely, give me a high five. You absolutely crushed it. I'm like, so just blown away that this is your first podcast. And and I'm just grateful that we got a chance to do this. And I always live the illusion that I'll be good at something or be able to participate. And uh, I often find out that I'm not that, you know, so live the illusion. Well, it's a good thing I'm good at asking questions. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You made this very, very enjoyable. So I appreciate you. You're so welcome, brother. Mike, if somebody wanted to learn more about the wearing, is it the wearing gym? Yes. Yes. 
Cool. It's a gym and there's many gyms and I go to a local gym here, a couple local gyms here. And it's, it's, it, it's, and their communities, their cultures and, uh, where each gym is a, it's an old gym. It's, it's a special place to me. It's my foundation. And, uh, it's an organism, mm. which is, uh, and people are, are, they're around like my people all trying to do the same thing and grow and, and improve themselves. So. Anytime I'm, I'm in that situation uh, is dear to me because the building it's in has got this spirit to it. And, uh, that it's again, it's been that in existence for 60 plus years. And, uh, so it's dear to me, but it doesn't matter where you can go. You can find your, your gym in your bedroom or in a closet and uh, you can do your stuff and uh, your, your physical hygiene wherever it looked like, but doing around like-minded people and, and being parts of communities is uh, essential. Yeah. Like I got one last question for you. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? It seems so simple to me. It just, you know, every day it's humility. It's, well, I don't care. It's, there's, we live in this tropical beautiful town that some people might think it's club managed, but it's anything short of that living in this particular town, whether it's uh, keeping your vehicle working or keeping your dealing with chaos, we're surrounded with chaos and in, in, in different seasons, whether it be the dust or the, or the rainstorms or the so many things that keep me grounded and keep me, I say, I say humility. And I, I of course yeah. I, I can say, I touch my, feet on earth every day but it's this it's a it's more than that it's a me being aware of the gratitude and all the things we spoke of and yeah. me honoring my my virtues and courage is one of them mm, man we could probably have a whole other podcast on virtues <laughs> yeah. yeah there's so much to talk about mike thank you so much for being here brother it's been such an honor and a pleasure to just get to know you a little better and i'm really excited about growing our friendship and staying connected Raj thank you so much it was, a, it was an honor and a, a joy to participate mm-hmm. everybody that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded I'm your host Raj this is your new friend Mike and from us Stay Grounded we'll chat real soon thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.